Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. How many times do I have to tell you, don't mess with humans? Written by Runner1. How many times do I have to tell you, don't mess with humans? Cinderella's fur bristled around his eyes as he brought his fist down on the computer console. Marie's bridge fur lay back in submission, but I was only wanting to examine one up close. I put it right back where I took it from. I was very careful to make sure and take one of their more intelligent examples, so it would understand that I wasn't planning to harm it. Cryo turned to the front viewports and let out a long sigh. I've been coming to this planet for the last hundred and twenty cycles. For over eight thousand cycles, my family have been tasked with monitoring this section of the galaxy. Do you know what type of seven species is, son? Of course, father. You've explained it to me many times. When a species discovers or rises to a point that they are likely to achieve space travel within the next thousand cycles, they are designated a type seven. Do you know what type humans are? Miri looked down at the computer console as though to confirm what he already knew. Humans are a type 9. What does type 9 mean? Type 9 is a species that has managed to place themselves on another celestial body, but are unable to leave their own solar system. Do you know how many cycles it normally takes for a species to move from a type 7 to a type 9? Miri paused and thought he was trying to remember the answer. Before he could cry, all continued, 1,500 cycles. Normally, it takes an average of 1,000 cycles from the time a species is designated a Type 7 until the first manages space travel and becomes a Type 8. Almost always, it is another 500 cycles until they manage to actually reach another celestial body, making them a Type 9. Do you know how many cycles it took the humans to go from Type 7 to a Type 9? Miri just stood looking blankly at Cryol. Less than 100 cycles. I had a Cryol. Three rounds ago, my father and I arrived in the system. Forty cycles earlier, when my father last visited this system, he was surprised to find the human species had moved from a Type 3, with meaning that they were working on using iron, to a Type 4, meaning that they were becoming an industrial society. The next round, it was my turn. Forty cycles had passed between the time my father and I last visited, and came my surprise when I discovered that they had flying machines. They were no longer a Type 4. They were already a Type 5. In less than 80 of their cycles, they progressed from a Type 3 species to a Type 5 species. Do you know how long on average it is in the galaxy? Once again, Marie stood staring blankly. Two thousand cycles. The galactic average to progress from a Type 3 to a Type 5 is 2,000 cycles. These humans did it in only 80. Well, Father, I did not know that. Kryle motioned for his son to sit down. About 600 cycles ago, one of our ancestors decided that it would be a good idea to meet these humans. So he landed in an area what is now called Mexico. He met a people called the Mayan. At first, they worshipped him as a god. 
Of course, this was totally against regulations, so he explained to them the best way that he could that he was not a god, and then left before doing any more damage. You know what he discovered when he returned 40 cycles later? No, father, I don't. Flying machines. Somehow these Type 2 natives had managed to sneak on board his ship and understand enough to steal some information pads. Using this data, in only 40 cycles, they had managed to refine metal and make rudimentary frying machines. Do you have any idea what kind of havoc could be caused by two species with flying machines? Don't guess. It would be very good. Not very good. They could have conquered the world. It would have completely upset the balance of power on the planet. An interference migration team was called in. All evidence of the flying machines were removed, and the humans that understood the flying machines were resettled on a colony world. So the damage was repaired. Not completely. The number of people we found forced to resettle was higher than we anticipated. The Mayan society never recovered from the loss of its smartest people. A few cycles later, when the first humans on the Eastern Hemisphere arrived, the remaining Maya were easily overwhelmed and completely destroyed by the people. We caused the downfall of a civilization. One of our ancestors did. We are lucky that our whole family didn't get assigned to waste extraction for the next thousand cycles. Listen, son, these humans are not like any other species in the galaxy. They make leaps of logic that others can't. They take risks that no other sane species in the galaxy would even consider. Unlike every other species in the galaxy, they seem to advance exponentially. It seems to divide logic. But once a human makes a discovery or a new invention, you can bet it'll be fully integrated into the society by your next visit. It took him less than a hundred cycles to go from heavier-than-air flight to landing on another celestial body. That's impossible. That's impossible for every other species in the galaxy, but not the humans. That's why we don't interact with them. That's why we observe from a distance. With the speed of their advancement, it is sure to be only a few hundred more cycles until they discover faster-than-light travel. At that point, we will have to make a contact with them. I hope it doesn't happen in my lifetime, because believe me, once these humans spread out into the galaxy, I fear that everyone else's days are numbered. Why, father? They have used nuclear weapons on their own people. They've used nuclear weapons? That's impossible. No species under a Type 10 has nuclear weapons. They developed fusion weapons when they were a Type 5 fusion. Marie's rich bursted up. Most species that develop fusion weapons are a type 12. How is it even possible for a type 5 to initiate a fusion reaction? They use a fission bomb and its initiator. Oh my god, that's madness! What type of insanity does it take for a species to consider using a fission bomb to detonate a fusion bomb? Now, do you see? We don't directly interact with these humans. We watch from a distance. We don't let them have any proof that there is life beyond their world. Their speed of advancement, if they had proof aliens from other worlds were visiting and faster than light travel was possible, they would throw everything into developing it. They have an insatiable thirst for knowledge, but this thirst for knowledge is equaled by their destructiveness. The galaxy is not ready for them. I fear it will never be. I understand, father. It won't happen again. By the way, son, where did you take this human from? I wanted to make sure I got a smart one, so I grabbed him from a place called, um, Caltech. Kryle lowered his face to his hands. 
You took a student from one of the most advanced universities on the planet. He must have scared it to death. Oh no, father. He wasn't afraid at all. In fact, it was very communicative. It was interested in me as I was of it. I had so many questions I had a hard time getting to answer my questions. I finally had to release it from the restraints and get it to talk. And then it would only answer one question for each I answered. Cryle let out a groan. You answered its questions. Yes, father. It was the only way I could get it to talk to me. What did it ask you? Oh, nothing important. Just where we're from, how fast we can travel, what powers our ship, just basic common knowledge stuff. Please, tell me you at least sedated it and put it back in bed so maybe it thinks it was all a dream. Oh, I didn't take it from its bed. It didn't want to scare it, so I took it out of a small group of people in a park-like area. Ryle stood up. You took it in broad daylight in front of others. Yes, father. Like I said, I didn't want to scare it. When I returned it to the same place, there were others of its kind there to calm it down. My gods, what have you done? You grabbed a human in broad daylight in front of a group of the smartest humans on the planet, and then you brought it back. You did it in front of another group of humans. Yes, father. I didn't want to traumatize it. Cryle's fur bristled. Go to your compartment while I figure out what I'm going to write in my report. You may just have given them proof of extraterrestrial life. This could have immense ramifications. Miri sulked to his room in silence. Cyril picked up the data pad and began typing. All the time he was mumbling under his breath. Inconsiderate child or paperwork. Not only that, there is now several very intelligent humans that have absolute proof of our existence. How this would affect their development in a few years down the road is impossible to guess. While Cryle was typing, he heard a sound. Looking up, he could see that Marie was standing in the doorway in submission. What do you want now? Marie's rich purse seemed to lay back even further in submission. I'm sorry, Father. I know you sent me to the compartment for punishment, but there's one more thing I think you should know. What is it? When I got back from returning the human, I discovered that the Class 1 datapad was missing. I've searched everywhere. I'm sure of where it is. The only explanation is the human stole it. Kryle's hands began to shake so severely that the datapad that he was holding clattered to the console. He slowly lowered himself into the chair and tried to speak, but only half the words he had stammered noises issued from his mouth. Father, what's wrong? I'm sorry I lost the datapad, but they are replaceable. Marie, oh dear gods, oh dear gods, he just kept repeating, Father, please, it was just a data pad. Finally, his father managed to compose himself. What have you done, son? My gods, what have you done? Don't understand, father, it was just a data pad. A class one data pad is normally for the ship's engineer. A class one data pad is full of engineering design schematics for all of our ships. With data on a class one pad, you can build a ship. You just gave humans access to the rest of the galaxy. Suddenly, Kral stood up and walked over to the compartment without a word. Where are you going, father? I think it's time for me to retire. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. 
I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.